Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. Hi, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Success On Demand today. I am your host, D Lake, and we have another special guest on the show today. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear the topic that she teaches on and even some of the tips that she has on how to get better with your money. So without further ado, I would like to go ahead and present Dominique Broadway. And I'm just going to give her a few moments to introduce herself and then we'll jump right into this interview. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so my name is Dominique Broadway. I'm an award-winning financial planner, personal finance expert, and the founder of Finance and Demystified. And I work with millennials, entrepreneurs, and creatives, helping them to understand their finances so they can demystify them and bring all their dreams to reality. Oh my gosh. And I'm so happy that you started with telling us about Finances Demystified because I would like you to break down how you came up with that name. It's so dope to me and it's it's easy to understand and I just want to know where it came from. Um, it's interesting. I was like, <laughs> you know, all stories like random. I was like in a car, right. <laughs> like riding in my friend's car and I was like, yeah, I'm starting this company. They're like, what are you going to call it? And I was like, um, I wanted to be like finances something. And I was looking for like other words of like making things clear. And the word demystify came up. And so actually how we spell it is D.M.Y.S.T.I.F.I.E.D. Because that's how they break mm -hmm. it down in the dictionary. Um, so that was pretty much it. I was like, my goal is to kind of make finances, <clears throat> excuse me, something that's clear and understandable. And I felt like demystifying it was just the perfect word. Yes, yeah, so true. And I feel like sometimes just the word finances in the industry of finances can be taken as um, like too complicated or boring or whatever. And I think that kind of just puts a spin on it. So it's like, okay, you know, what What am I going to understand better about finances by, you know, teaming up with this person or following you for, for a smaller example? Now, I just want to know what is the, the backbone of finances demystified? Like what's your purpose behind your, your brand and your company? Um, so the purpose is really to, like I said, really to demystify finances. And I've realized after working with high net worth clients for, for so many years that there was this huge gap of people that had access to financial information because they had millions and millions of dollars. And then people that didn't have millions and millions of dollars did not have access to that information. So mm -hmm. I really decided that, you know, I was going to kind of quit my job and help those people that didn't have access to that information. So it's really just hoping to make finances more fun exciting digestible so it's one of those things we're not stressing about as much um so that we can all really start living life on our, on our own terms without finances always being the thing that's stopping us or holding us back very true and with finances just just in general i feel like it's the one thing holding a lot of you know potential business owners a lot of people who are already in business or even just an individual who may want to find something to invest in and I think that that's why I'm so drawn to people who know how to make finances fun and break it down into small chunks so that, you know, somebody who may not have that background or that degree in finances can still understand. 
And just to piggyback off of that, like, how do you make that possible for people? Like, how, what are some things that you do to, like, make it more simplified so that people can understand? Yeah, so um, a lot of things, well, starting out, we used to kind of do a lot of events. So we would do events in D.C., like, based around personal finance. And my idea was that I would just bring finance to where people are. And so for me, it was like, what well, I like to do in the evening, happy hour, brunches. So we did a lot of, like, events themed around Ooh. Yeah, themed around that and still having cocktails and, you know, financial themed cocktails and, and things of that nature. But now my speaking schedule is so crazy. I don't really have time to do my own events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I spend a lot of time traveling around the country. Um, I guess did some international stuff this year as well. Um, but talking about personal finance um, and making it fun and exciting for, for groups and organizations. Um, in addition to that, offering, you know, a lot of different like courses and stuff like that through my yeah. website. So um, just trying to make it make it fun and, and is the goal. So yes, and you mentioned how the amount of your speaking engagements has increased. Like, tell me about that. How is that? Was that one of your goals? Is that something that's more recent? Like, how did that come about? Like, were you putting yourself out there for the speaking engagements, or was it just like someone came to you and was like, "Hey, Dominique, can you speak?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, I can do that." <laughs> it, was, it was literally like that. So it started out with me just you know speaking for free people say oh you know you're in finance can you come talk to this group talk to that group come to this church and I'm like yeah cool you know I'll do that um and that's when I first started and then after a while I was like you know doing a lot and um I wasn't getting paid you know but I was realizing how much time it was taking although it was a good way to build kind of like my audience but it still took a lot of time and um one of my friend's parents was just kind of like, you know, you can charge for this, right? And I was like, what? You people out here to come talk? And they were like, yes. And I was like, okay. So I put me together a little speaker's kit and mm-hmm. prices on there. And I remember the first time I, I told somebody my price and it had a comma in it. And they were like, okay, perfect. Where do we send the deposit? And I was like, what? Y'all about to pay me? What? You're going to pay this? Yes. yes. It was, it was, it's still boggling me to this day sometimes. But um, yeah, and then it kind of started from there. And I think last year alone, I did 47 or 48 speaking engagements just last oh year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which is crazy. What? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even realize it until I went back and, you know, how you kind of do your year in review. And I went back and just kind of, you know, looked through my speaking contracts and looked at my schedule and I was like, no way. I did I really do this many speaking engagements? Um, I guess I, I was like, I guess I'm a professional speaker, I guess. I don't know. So um that's really how it started. It wasn't the goal because I didn't really I mean I knew it was a career, but I always felt like it was more of a career for motivational speakers, not for like right. people talk about finance. So as with most many things in life, it just happened. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And that's the best news to hear for, for people who are trying to, um, get into speaking or they may already be involved in the, you know, finances industry. Like what's one thing that you would say to them, um, to help them with networking with the people they actually need to get in contact with? Like what's something you do for networking and to build your network? Um, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to networking now. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I was, was, when I first started, I was everywhere. Like, I was, I mean, I was at every event, every network. I was everywhere. I was, I was everywhere. I wanted everyone to know. 
I was at every event and I wanted everyone to know exactly what what I did. Um, and I think over time, you know, with me going out and making sure that everyone knew what I did was really, it really helped my career because essentially it was like, I just wanted to make sure that whenever I left an event, that people knew exactly what I did and why I did it, how I did it, and why I was great at it. And that was my initial strategy for, for networking. And that really helped to get me a lot of speaking engagements in the beginning. Um, and so I think that was kind of my, my initial strategy there. Um, but I always say speaking for free, I mean, people are lazy <laughs> and they don't get it for free. But I spoke for free for probably a year and a half before I got, you know, my first like $4,000 check for speaking, which, oh my which was gosh. crazy. You know what I mean? And so that's another thing too that, you know, people are like, oh, I want to speak. I want to speak. Or it's like, well, where have you speaking at? You know, did mm -hmm. you come kind of about that time? And so that really helped me to launch my, I guess, launch my speaking career, which wasn't a goal, but yeah. Oh my goodness. And that's the best thing to hear because that's a, a common trend that I get from different entrepreneurs and professional speakers is that they did start for free. You know, in the beginning, they were doing it for free and for a while to make sure that they had that resume built up so that when they, you know, gave that first quote to someone, it wasn't like, why am I paying this person? <laughs> it yeah. was like they've been speaking at every event for a while for free, you yeah. know, so and they're, they're skilled at what they do. Exactly. So I think that, that that is a really big deal just to even more than anything, learn the, the field learn what is expected of you when you decide you're going to speak somewhere and what kind of speaker you are and just finding your voice because the first time I, I you know decided to speak somewhere I was like oh there were some things I didn't expect that hit me and I was able to bounce back but it's just like there's a few things you have to learn in the beginning <laughs> yeah it really is. and so um moving on to the next part of the interview I just wanted to know like where your inspiration came from as far as choosing this specific industry. Like where did you get your background in finances? Um, so I actually, well, I majored in banking and finance in okay. undergrad. Um, but outside of that, I mean, as a kid, I was just always really, really infatuated with money and not from a greed, you know, Mr. Scrooge way. But yeah. from understanding like, wow, if you have money, you can do what you want to do and be where you want to be when you want to be there. And yeah. I was always, I was that child that was just like, I do what I want when I want. I've always been that way. And I realized that in order for me to have this personality throughout life, I'm going to have to have some <laughs> Very um, true. <laughs> so, you know, you got to go talk and talk, you got you to back it up or something like that, they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was really obsessed with just figuring out how to make money and how to create you know, multiple streams of income and things of that nature. And so I went on to major in banking and finance. Mm -hmm. um, out of God's grace, ended up getting an internship at one of the top wealth management firms in the country, even though I had like a 2.4 GPA, which was all God. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting an internship at in, in, in a company called UBS Financial Services in New York, which I didn't know was one of the top uh, wealth management firms in the world, but it was. Um, and essentially started working with these high net worth clients. They offered me a full-time job. After I graduated, I took the full-time job in Maryland and, um, you know, just really pretty much started my career. I became a licensed stockbroker and, you know, financial wow. advisor. 
with high net worth clients. And so our the clients I work with had like 30, you know, 10, 20, 30 million dollars in investable assets, which basically oh my gosh, literally sitting like in their investing slash savings account, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's what we did there. Um, and that's really kind of like where the, where the passion started for me. Um, but then, you know, after being there, it was realizing that gap, which was which was the passion that helped me start my company. Right. Realizing the gap in, you know, just in the have and the have nots. And then it was a lot of times due to the lack of information. Yes, um, and that was the oh, perfect way to put it. Yeah, and then it was it was saddening because a lot of my family didn't have this information and it made, you know, it kind of makes sense maybe why some people were where they were financially, mm-hmm. but also understand like after a while my, you know, my friends kept coming to me asking me for financial advice. They knew I worked with this financial company. Um, and I was always pretty good with my money. I had bought my first house at 22 and was always saving. They're like, well, what are you doing differently than we're doing? <laughs> and, you know, so asking for financial advice and I was like, you know, you have to have a million dollars to become a client of this firm, you know. And after saying that over and over again, you realize how stupid that sounds, right? Mm -hmm. People want financial guidance, but they can't get it because they don't have enough money. Wow. It's so backwards. It's so backwards. So backwards. And so that's why I was like, I think I have like this bigger mission. So that's kind of where that some of that kicked off from. Oh my gosh. And at what point did you decide that you were going, cause do you do your business full time now? Yeah. For about mm, four years. And how did you take that leap? Like what, what made you say, I'm going to just go. <laughs> yeah, I just quit. Um, I just quit. I had money saved and I've always been really, really good, diligent and saving. And, um, I, um, I was working like at my mentor's firm and I was just like going to this job every day and I hated it. I was miserable. And if anyone who knows me, like I'm not like the miserable sulking type of person. And every day I was just like dreading getting up. I couldn't get to work on time to save my life. And I lived like seven minutes from my job. Oh my gosh. Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then like by the time I get there, I'm just like upset. And then not upset, but you know what I mean? Just like, oh my gosh, why am I here? You know, and I mm-hmm. felt like, it's weird when, you, I mean, I can say it now, but at that time, it was kind of like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something else with my life. I know I am. I know I am. I just didn't know what it was. And I felt like God had a bigger purpose for me. I just I just had no clue what that would be. Um, and so just after a while, I was like, I got to figure this out. And so I just quit. I literally just quit. And, oh my um, goodness. I tried to start, a, I tried to kind of do a couple things throughout the summer after the summer that I quit I thought I wanted to do like alcohol infused cupcakes and then I realized I didn't really <laughs> so you're a baker on the side <laughs> I'm not a baker definitely not a baker like I probably haven't baked I probably baked like one thing this year it was probably oh, like the, stop the it cookies. yeah it was probably the cookies you cut up actually oh. they were the pull apart no you didn't I, my yeah my favorite really? pull apart cookies are the turtle yeah oh wait the turtle <laughs> with the caramel Oh, girl, you Listen, <laughs> you, we just, hold on. We just so gave them a shout out because I will faint for those cookies. I love Listen. those cookies with some ice cream, even by themselves. For those cookies. 
Oh um, but that's actually all I baked. I don't, I'm not a baker. I'm, I like to cook. But anyway, long story short, <laughs> I wasn't in the business. Um, and then I, and I was really, infu- really, um, really passionate about real estate. Mm. So I um, went down to Baltimore and put contracts down on multiple properties. And every single contract fell through because the properties were really inexpensive. They were like, you know, $7,000. These properties need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. All my contracts fell through. And then after a while, I'm just praying like, okay, God, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I really quit my job. I'm out here. My family thinks I'm crazy. Like, yep. <laughs> I need to figure something out, right? And so I'm in my car and um, I have been praying about it. And this commercial came on for a company, for I mean, for an event called Persistent Only. Mm-hmm. And so I like, you know what? I'm going to launch my financial company at Persistent Only. And so uh, that's pretty much what I did. So a week later is when the event was. And I kind of, you know, threw up a website and got some business cards made in a banner and launched my company there. And um, I got about 95 people that signed up. What? On my email list. Yeah, that was, well, that was just a kickoff of my email. Oh, my gosh. And I probably ended up making about a third of them clients. And so it was uh it was it was exciting. So there wasn't that like people like, oh well, how did you transition? I'm like, I didn't. I'm I'm an Aquarius. We just we just do stuff. Ooh, so just- you know what? That explains so much. I got close to my first Aquarius this year, and I was like, Y'all are so unique. You you are so Y'all. unique. It's I can't even put it into words, not on the show at least. But you guys are Special. very unique. Yeah. And such, like, y'all can go hard, like, very hard when it comes to whatever you're passionate about. And I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Y'all can be spicy, too, though. You can be real spicy. You don't take no S-H-I-C. That is so true. That's why I say I can't talk about it on the show. But I'll say a little bit about you guys. But, yeah, that's awesome. And something that you said um, during that whole answer there is about how you were thinking about the cupcakes. And something I think is funny is that when, as an entrepreneur, when you're trying to figure out stuff, it's funny how all of these ideas will pop into your head. Like, how can I make this happen real fast? Like, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to invest in? And a- after the fact, you're like, I can't bake. <laughs> what was I gonna bake? <laughs> Not good enough for anybody to wanna buy it. <laughs> right, right, you, you might've. You might have been able to make a few good cupcakes, you know, but now that you're where you are, we can clearly see that this is where you're supposed to be. So, like, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, right? I think so. <laughs> oh, stop it. We know for sure. We know for sure. Or at least this will lead you to something else because that's how I found you. Like, just, Ooh. I don't try to be on Instagram all of the time, but I have been lately trying to, like, filter the people who I follow and, like, what their purposes are and what they do. And in me doing that, in me deleting people, I found you. <laughs> and I was like, what? This has to be, this is that a means sign. I made the cut, right? <laughs> what made the cut? Girl, you you are on the VIP list right now. Because oh, I like inspiration. I like people who are sharing positivity because right now in the world it's like if you're not careful you're only taking in you know that negative stuff and it's it's yeah. always good to know that I know that Dominique isn't gonna post anything crazy you know Mm-mm. and she's gonna yeah. inspire a little bit and you know she might put something out there that motivates me to get up and put in some work you know so 
So I appreciate you. I really do. No, seriously, you're doing a good job. And before I even start a whole nother conversation, because I will, <laughs> the last, another question that I have for you is, how do you stay motivated? Like, what are some things that you take in to make sure that your mind is in the right place? Mm, um, I have, I, I would say a lot of things. Actually, I, I've been in a huge transition year this year. So some of the things that I've been doing has actually have changed. Um, you know, I'm in this process of selling my condo. I just relocated to Houston, but Ooh. I'm still traveling all the time. And, uh, I'm, you know, it's that whole process in general. I also joined a financial educational technology startup that I'm part owner of. So Ooh. this has been a really, yeah, a really just like interesting year and mm-hmm. staying thing has been a little tough <laughs> to be honest yeah um and so for me it's been um therapy like I go to therapy and, and talk things out because as an entrepreneur and another part that people don't talk about is like the depression rates and wow um, you better get like it that, right on the head yeah because it's it's hard you know I mean even if you have people that work for you or who are colleagues or mastermind groups it still can feel you still can feel very alone and you're always having to um always having to be creating you know and and staying relevant and it's it's a lot you know and so for me it's been a little therapy has helped um in addition to praying like making sure that i i don't just pray in the morning like i'm talking to god all day long girl see we're here (laughs) we're here keep going And another thing that I've just started doing, and it's it's helping me um, a lot more than I thought, is like meditating. Oh. Um, and so there's an app that I use called Simple Habit, which is really great. And uh, I have ADD, like straight up. Get stop it. Um, no, I really do. Like I really have actually diagnosed it, so it's like. I was like, well, I don't want to be taking all these ADD drugs. I need to figure out how to calm my mind down, you know. Mm-hmm. And so. I um, started meditating, and I only started with five minutes. I was like, I'm, I can only do five minutes. Like, oh, I can have attention. Now I can do a little bit longer, like ten. Yeah. But using that little that little app has really helped me. So I would just say all those things combined. And sometimes what I'll even do is I'll have these long days where, you know, there may be podcast interviews. I'm traveling. There's, um, you know, calls for uh, for my startup, calls for my company, new client meetings. And sometimes I'll just stop throughout the day and just take, a, like, 10 minutes to meditate just to keep my sanity. Um, in addition to that, working out. Ooh, so yes. I got to do all that. All that. I got to do all that just to stay sane. Sane is sexy. Sane is sexy. Yeah, sane is sexy. So um, that's pretty – I'm doing all of that. All of that. I try to do all of that every day. I don't work out every day, but I try to. Yes. I'm so happy that you broke the ice with that. There's a lot of things that you touched on that – people don't talk about like especially with the the depression aspect of things because people think to be depressed you just have to be you know super unhappy or your self-esteem is low or whatever people think about depression but as an entrepreneur I think that since you you have the freedom of everything being in your hands and you being in control of you know the success that you have but at the same time, it's like you can be depressed about maybe you had a you know a hard client or a hard customer or someone trying to sabotage your business or just not having any free time for yourself to do things outside of business work. And I think that yeah. 
the fact that you're seeing someone is is a, a testament that sometimes you have to sit down and talk to someone outside of yourself so that they can bring things into perspective for you. Because whew, yeah. I definitely can understand like where you were coming from with everything. And we have needs too. Like sometimes you want to yeah. just do nothing one day or <laughs> or go to that cafe. Yeah, also just understanding that it's okay to stop. You know what I mean? I know that was something you know, I was dealing with two where it's like, I almost felt like I didn't deserve to, like, I haven't reached all my goals. I need to be working every single day, all day long. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's okay to stop and take a break. What? And like, nothing's gonna fall apart. So I think, you know, really learning all of that. And it took me years of figuring this stuff out, which is sad but true. But um, all those things combined, you know, really kind of just helped keep me, operating (laughs) yes very true very true and I think that the the idea of just standing still sometimes and I won't get too deep but even like as far as people who are more spiritual um you know something that I hold on to is the fact that when things get real crazy in order for me to get back grounded and allow God to do whatever he needs to do I just need to stay still (laughs) and that is huge 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 for me because it's 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 important and sometimes if you don't calm down because some of us like how you are just work really hard and we don't know when to stop you know we don't know that if we stop you know our business isn't going to fail or that these memes and stuff that we see like um sleep is for the week <laughs> and you're like no <laughs> right <laughs> i need a nap like i'm about to pass out right now so like, yeah. I don't feel wrinkles later on, so I'm trying to preserve <laughs> what I got right now. <laughs> yes, I used to tell myself, if you don't go to sleep, your skin is not going to have time to catch up with you. Like, your nails, everything is going to suffer. Like, it's true. It's very true. I even researched that because when someone told me, if you're not sleeping, you're not giving your body time to replenish itself. And I'm like, really? Really? And then I researched it, and it's true. Our body uses yeah, that time is- to get it together. I have never been a part of Team No Sleep. Like, I don't know, but those <laughs> Team No Sleep people, like, y'all can have that. Because also, too, like, I don't, I'm not, I have a business. And mm-hmm. I treat it like a business. Businesses shut down and they go, people go home for the day. And so I've been really working on creating a sustainable business, not something yes. where I'm always hustling. So I don't, you know, it's, I can sleep. I can take off for a couple weeks. Like, I've, I've done it numerous times this, this year. Um, and so that was really important for me to create a company that the money will still come in if I decide I want to go to Bali for a month or whatever, yeah. that there's no, no major fluctuations in my income outside of speaking income, obviously. But other than that, you know, that that's been something that's important for me. Yeah, it's very, very, very true. And I'm happy that you said that about not being on Team No Sleep, <laughs> because I think I think it's important to really just set those boundaries not even just for you but for your customers and clients too like I just did an episode on business hours because some people think that you have to be like Walmart or Charlotte Ruse or in some big brand place like that just to have business hours but if you don't create those business hours people think they can call you at one in the morning or that when they email you that they should get a response anytime and sometimes you have to set those boundaries 
Hmm? That's the first thing I did. My mentor told me, he was like, you know, with your business, you have to create boundaries. And I'm so happy that I did that um, because even my clients, like, they can't just pick up the phone and call me. They have to go through my scheduling link. Ooh. My phone does not, my phone doesn't just ring all day long. Mm-mm. That's not, this, can you just call, you know, I don't know, anybody else all day long? I mean, you just can't. Like, it's not that type of company. And so for me, it's like typically if we're having a call, it's scheduled in advance. Um, which gives me time to prepare and things like that. But mm-hmm. I just knew that I didn't want to create a business that I'm literally tied to. Because that's not a business. That's just a job. Mm-hmm. Yes, for making that distinction. Yeah, I'm not trying to be stuck to this thing. I love my company. Don't get me wrong. But every now and then I don't love it. And I don't want to always be tied to it. I want to be able to walk away for a few days and, and everything is still fine. So, um, you know, anyway, that's my spiel. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you so much for saying everything you just said for that answer. And I have two more questions for you. The first one is, how important do you think investing is just as a business owner in general? Um, I think it's important. I think just like how I mentioned earlier um, about people who want speaking careers but aren't willing to speak for free to get things started, mm-hmm. um, that's investing. And sometimes investing isn't always necessarily putting dollars in. Sometimes it's putting the time. And so it's really important to invest in your company because, you know, another thing is if you do want to get investors, they're only going to invest in companies that have invested in themselves. Ooh. If you want to get clients, clients, clients can tell when you threw something up. Yeah. <laughs> First, time to actually prepare, right? Yes. Um, so, to me, it's really important, but I also think that's why a lot of companies don't succeed um, because they aren't willing to invest in themselves. Like, I meet people all the time because with my startup, we, we did raise, um, not with my personal company, but with my startup, we raised, um, <clears throat> we did a series, I'm sorry, series, we, did, we raised a seed round. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually in the process of raising our series A round of funding. And after meeting with, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many different investors I've met with all across the country. You know, they want to see the blood, sweat, and tears. They want to smell it when you walk in the room because that shows them that if they do give you their money, um, that you're going to go and, and, and make it do something, you know? And so yeah. I think it's, it's very important just to kind of see it from, you know, the perspective of my company, Finances Demystify, but also from perspective of our startup as well because it's, it's a different type of company but there needs to be that equal personal investment oh my gosh and you you just sparked the question so I'm gonna make it quick mm-hmm. what do you do in situations where <clears throat> something doesn't go as planned like how do you bounce back from the, the those types of things Cause I know what I do but there's some people who are like every time something goes wrong or fails I'm like beating myself up but how do you deal with that? What do you do? So the old me, would be, <laughs> I, would, I would be like, oh my gosh, Dominique, you're, you know, you did this wrong and this is why this didn't work. The new me doesn't. And I look at, you know how people say, oh, failure is not an option. Failure is definitely an option. Yes, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. It, it's honestly a blessing. Um, so I look at failures as quick learning lessons. Ooh because all of our time is valuable and what we don't want to do is sit there and be spending more than 
more than necessary, more than a more than more than necessary amount of time on something that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, me, you know, one of our friends said this other day. She's like, some things in life are lovely lessons. Oh. And so, what I try to do is take anything that goes wrong as a lovely lesson. For one, don't do that again. <laughs> and then two, <laughs> figuring out well. This didn't work, but was there one thing I could have changed? Mm. What can I take from to apply to the next thing? So, you know, they say the most successful entrepreneurs are people that can um, bounce back quick. Yes, you know, they don't sit. They don't sit and feel bad for themselves. I don't do that. Like you're not going to see me sitting and say, "Oh, woe is me." Nah, they ain't gonna work. Yeah. That mortgage, my mortgage company don't take woe is me, or my cell phone company. Like they don't take that, right? Right. So. You got to keep going. You have to keep going. So that's for me is trying to figure out what the lovely lesson is from the failure um, and then figure out what can I change? Why did it not work? Yes. Perfect answer to that question. Perfect answer. Because I think that anyone will be able to take that and apply that to the next time they really put in work for something and then it just comes back and it's like, really? (laughs) Like, what is this? It's not, it's not a bad feeling, but I mean, there there is a lesson in everything. Yes. It really is. I agree. Even if it's just, let me change the time frame that I do next time, or let me take it's this one very thing. Small mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And the last question that I have for you is, what can we expect from you? Like, what's coming soon for Dominique? Hmm. Um... I mean, I guess a lot. Um, we're launching a new website, which I'm really excited about. Mm. Time and effort. Um, so that's happening. We're actually launching a lot more group programs and trying to figure out ways to make financial planning a lot more affordable and accessible. So that's some stuff I'll be launching in the next couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, more speaking engagements and things like that. Um, so those are just some of the big, big things on the horizon for, for me. Okay, and tell us where we can find you. I know where to find you, you know, on your, your all of your social handles and stuff, but where can other people find you? <laughs> so my website is just dominiquebroadway.com. Um, and what else? We have uh, Instagram, where I spend most of my time, is just at Dominique Broadway. And um, what else? Twitter, not there as much, but it's MS Finance. <laughs> but I'm there. <laughs> yeah, but- dying out but it's ms finance coach if you're tweeting um and then make sure you go to our site and um you know we also have a, a millennial wealth builders group that we're actually about to start being a lot more active Ooh. i'm excited about um, so it's called millennial wealth builders if you search on facebook and it's free so. yes and that's just um is it a like closed group or open group it's a closed group right yeah it's a closed group so you just have to like you know, apply. It's free. I don't know. You just gotta click the button, fill out some questions, and then we'll oh, let you awesome. in. Oh, awesome. Okay. So that's like the traditional. <laughs> That'll be awesome for people who are trying to just immerse themselves and trying to figure yeah, out how to be more financially responsible. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how that works. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And you know, I had a good time on this interview. I loved our yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> It was very good. And I think that people now can just, you know, take that next step and just learn more about, you know, how to gain control of their finances. Because I think it's a huge, huge, huge issue that sometimes we overlook and 
we think that oh I'm not as you know wealthy or prosperous or whatever word people use because I don't work this much or whatever the case may be but sometimes it's just a matter of pulling back on that spending a little bit (laughs) and investing more so I think people will really enjoy learning more about you and your website and your brand and you know seeing how they can be a part of what you do so I just thank Thank you I just thank you so much for coming on the show and for everyone that's listening you know where to find her Um, this interview specifically um, will always be on iTunes as well as on dlake.com and if you want to check out any of our other interviews, feel free to just go through the playlist on iTunes or even Google Play. We're, we're available to anyone who's willing to listen. And thank you so much for tuning in to Success on Demand. And we will catch you next time. Hello, I'm Dominique Broadway, and you've heard my story here on Success on Demand.